This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the second ever Bass Pro Tournament of Champions preview, a special episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. Kyle, we just recorded a regular episode of our podcast, so I already know how you're doing, but please tell me, how are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. Uh... You already knew that because we have talked before this, but I'm excited for this weekend. It's it's, uh, it's a good time of year with the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions, and yeah. um, lots of good times have been had at this tournament in the past. A lot, lots of great players have come through, and we've had some good memories watching watching these players as well together. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sporting events of the year. I mean, it's just three days slash nights of some of the best high school basketball you will ever see. Um, we always get to see highly touted recruits that are going to prestigious college basketball programs. Uh, we see a lot of them end up in the NBA. Uh, there's always a, at the beginning of the program every year, it shows all of the NBA players that had previously played in the Tournament of Champions. And it's just really cool to go back through there and kind of reminisce a little bit um, so I thought maybe we could start off the podcast with some of our favorite uh, Tournament of Champions memories. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, obviously we're we're Mizzou fans, but we're from Springfield and we've both lived here our whole lives. So this this tournament means a lot to Springfield and it means a lot to the community. And um, like you mentioned, it, it's it's honestly crazy the kind of talent that comes through here every single year for this tournament, and obviously something we look forward to. So and they roll out the red carpet for these teams. Yeah. And, they treat it like basically a, a collegiate event. Right. And it's well attended too, especially oh, yeah. that last day on Saturday. It's a packed house at JQH here um, in Springfield. It's where Missouri State plays their games. And it's honestly a very, a pretty large arena for a mid-major basketball program. And it's, it's really pretty nice. So um, I think it feels like a, a pretty legitimate environment for the players, even guys that are playing 50 games a year or more you know on in aau circuits and all that stuff um i i really feel like this is some, what's one of the best environments they play in all year as a high school player because of the crowd and, and the environment yeah saturday night there will be a dunk contest and then the third place game and the championship game and when people start showing up for the dunk contest and it starts filling up by the time the championship game tips off it's really loud in there and uh the MC, who's just like a local guy that kind of everybody knows uh, from sporting events, he really gets the crowd going, and it's televised now. I think uh, at least yeah. the third I, place and championship game will be televised on CBS Sports. Correct. Um, the first time I th- I can remember attending the Tournament of Champions was when a local Springfield team, Kickapoo, actually won the tournament, which is unheard of yeah. because... Uh, if you're not familiar with this tournament, it brings in some of the top teams from across the country. And then also two, I put in quotes, local schools, they can kind of, you know, stretch the term local, uh, depending on what maybe high, uh, high major recruits are in the area. But, uh, 
a lot of times uh, Kickapoo has been one of the local teams, but however, you can almost always pencil the local teams into that seventh place game. And usually one of the local teams loses every game they play in this tournament. Yeah. Somebody has to, and it's usually one of those guys. So it's to be there when, and I, and I was pretty young, so I don't remember it all that well, but that was kind of a, a historic tournament when, uh, Kickapoo was able to take home the whole thing. Yeah, that was 2005 with uh, Spencer and Shane Laurie. Uh, Spencer went on to play at Mizzou, and Shane played at Missouri State. And uh, they had that team had Demon Devin Mitchell, who had a great career at uh, Missouri State, as well as Anthony Tolliver, who obviously went on to play at Creighton and had had a great NBA career. Is yeah. he still playing in the NBA? He might be. He's super old now. He was playing but, very recently for yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. So. so yeah, that was a completely stacked Kickapoo team, and I'm, I actually went to Kickapoo, so that was always something kind of cool to oh yeah to say that um that we did that at, at some point in our history so and kickapoo is ironically in it this year as well they've, they've got a really good player in anton brookshire who probably is going to play d1 at some level so um and another fun memory i have uh of kickapoo i think was probably my sophomore year of high school i think that was probably 2010 um they ended up getting an upset in the first round against one of these big schools that plays in it every single year and so that was such a cool experience to see my the guys i go to school with every day knock off you know some of these four and five star recruits and in front of a big crowd at jqh yeah um well to get off the uh, kickapoo train a little bit uh <laughs> the one of the coolest things though is just seeing these highly rated prospects come through town and um you were here you were at the tournament when uh Jason Tatum mm-hmm. played. And that was probably one of the best years I can remember. Yeah. And uh, so obviously he was from St. Louis and uh, went to Duke and was one of the top players in the NBA draft and has had a, an awesome career so far with the Celtics. Um, one of the most stacked tournaments that I remember recently was actually when Oak Hill um, Oak Hill won the whole tournament uh former Mizzou guard Terrence Phillips was on that team mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, that was the same year I think oh that w- mm. maybe one year difference yeah I don't think I I didn't see Jason Tatum play okay. um, and it is easy to get kind of the, the years mixed up but uh, one year that I did go um, we expected to be able to see to, be, to get to see Michael Porter Jr. and Jonte when they played for uh, Father Tolton in Columbia However, uh, Michael Porter Sr. was hired at Washington, so they went to Seattle, and that team that was supposed to be there got replaced, and that was really disappointing because the team that won it all that year was Sierra Canyon, led by Marvin Bagley, and that would have just been an epic matchup. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter that Father Tolton is a small school from Columbia, and it's a, a private school, the bracket makers were going to make it so that those two teams had a chance to play each other that would have been insane and marvin bagley ended up actually taking mpj's number one spot in that recruiting class when he reclassified yeah so yeah there was that would have been a really cool game but Mm -hmm. and then the nathan hale team beat sierra canyon later in the in the season yeah they were undefeated i think they were a little bit more talented there in seattle than they would have been in columbia but for sure still would have seen Michael and Jonte. Yeah, I will never forget the year that Terrence Phillips played. I think that was probably 2000, 
16 maybe i don't know something, something like, like that. that a few years ago um who was the kid from arkansas malik oh malik monk malik monk man he might have been one of the most impressive players i've ever seen yeah. in, in the tournament of champions obviously he played at kentucky and then is playing in the nba now and another just incredible performance that we saw together a couple years ago um uh, was the kid that went to vanderbilt and got hurt oh yeah darius garland darius garland and and uh Kofi Cockburn played that year as well. So. Coburn. Coburn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kofi Coburn. I, as we've been watching uh, SEC games and even non-conference games the last couple of years, it's just incredible how many guys have gone through this tournament. Mm-hmm. Last year we saw Isaac Okoro, who is at uh, Auburn. Auburn now and playing really well as a freshman, one of the better freshmen in the SEC. Um, of course, uh, we got to see EJ Liddell play last year. And he had already committed to Ohio State this time last year. And we were there uh, wearing our Missouri Sports Podcast shirts in the press conference room when he was sitting up there at the table wearing his Ohio State pullover after the game. A little awkward. Yeah. We were very sad that EJ Liddell did not go to Mizzou. Um, And we were also very sad last year uh, whenever we planned to interview uh, current Mizzou player Trey Jackson, uh, because uh, he went to Sunshine Christian Sunshine Christian in Kansas, and they Sunrise. Sun, sun, Sunrise. Man, I'm really messing it up, aren't I? <laughs> Sunrise Christian, and uh, so they were in the tournament, and so we fully expected Trey Jackson to uh, to be playing in the tournament. But apparently, they have two different squads, and uh, he was not on the one that was playing. So yeah, he was on the postgraduate squad uh, for guys that have already graduated from high school. And they brought their, of course, their high school team. Uh, and we just didn't realize that those were two separate things. And I guess, I don't know. We knew that he was going to a prep school. We didn't just, I guess, put two and two together that uh, he was taking a prep year and had already graduated high school and wasn't actually a part of a varsity team. But we were not the only ones that made that mistake. There was a, a local Springfield news, uh, sports news person that, had said, uh, you know, Mizzou signee Trey Jackson about to play in whatever game. We were like, oh, buddy, he's not going to be here. We just found that out. (laughs) Uh, We were excited when the teams were announced for this year's tournament because a certain team from St. Louis, Missouri, is not even one of the local teams. They're just uh, one of the teams that were asked to join, and that is Vashon. And we were really excited because we thought, hey, maybe this time, We'll actually be able to interview a player and maybe this time it'll be one that's going to Mizzou and is actually here at the tournament and it'll be Cameron Fletcher however he committed to Kentucky so we've got an, another EJ Liddell situation where we're gonna be watching him uh, talk in the post-game press conference probably wearing some kind of <laughs> uh, Kentucky garb and we'll be wearing our Missouri sports podcast yeah. garb. we talked about how maybe we could just like just go with it and just go interview him as if he committed to Missouri. <laughs> and maybe he'll just like change his mind and ask yeah. out of his letter of intent. Probably. Just to go, hey. I would. Hey, uh, Cam, great game. What about Missouri really like drew you in? You know, uh, <laughs> what do you think about playing in the SEC? Can you imagine the look he would give us if we did that? <laughs> However, Vashon does have a uh, have some other talent on their team and um, potentially some guys that could, or maybe one guy that could end up with a Mizzou offer before it's all said and done. So uh, it'll be interesting still to watch them, and they're, they're a good team. So I think they have a, a chance to hold their own for sure. You mentioned uh, that Malik Monk performance, and 
there's always it seems like at least the last few years there's always been a player where they are pretty dominant scoring and they are starting to rack up points game after game and their record book is part of the program so you can actually kind of chart them up the all-time tournament scoring list as you go and that is probably one of my favorite things to do is when you just see when a guy like puts together his first two games he scores 30 and you're like okay he's like he's on our radar for maybe climbing up that list a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, Darius Garland did that and Malik Monk he scored I think I want to say it was 53 points uh, which I think is second in a single game in the tournament in the history of the tournament and then he also ended up like top five in uh, one tournament scoring so I always look for those guys that I think might be able to you know bring that excitement to a a fifth place game or something yeah. where they're the dominant player. And that was crazy. Um, they were actually playing Lonzo balls, Chino Hills team in that game where he scored 53. And I think they lost by like eight to 12. Uh, I think Malik monks Bentonville team lost by like eight to 12, but the crowd would go nuts every yeah. time he made a basket, even though they were down 10 yeah. because he was getting closer to 50 and closer to that all time tournament mark. The crowd definitely catches on for sure, and they start really cheering for certain players and stuff, so that makes it fun for them probably too, the players as well. I want to say last year James Wiseman uh, became the single tournament rebound yeah, leader. Yeah, he, he would get like 20 and 20 like every game. Yeah. <laughs> it was just insane. Um, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, we talked about Vashon, but let's talk about the other teams in the tournament this year. Um the heavy favorite to some probably is going to be the Oak Hill Warriors. It seems like they're here about every other year, which means every other year they're winning this tournament. Uh, they're led by five-star guard Cameron Thomas. He is the number 25 player in the 2020 class, and he is committed to LSU. So, unbelievably, Will Wade is able to get these five-star guys. Um, apparently... I don't know. Apparently, these guys aren't dissuaded by his, uh, you know, lack of morals from well, time to time. He already made it through a terrible situation, so at this point, he's probably making it through anything. So yeah. I, at this, I, they can probably just assume he's not going anywhere. Uh, three-star big man Bradley Ezawiro. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, he is, like I said, just three-star guy, but uh, he's six-eight, and he will be going to LSU as well. And then Oak Hill also has a four-star guy named K.K. Robinson, who's the number 72 player in the 2020 class. He's a point guard who is committed to Arkansas. So three SEC guys right there. Then uh, they've also got two more four-star players, one going to Virginia Tech, one going to Georgetown. Uh, A three-star point guard with a Penn State offer, but it looks like he'll probably go mid-major. And then another four-star who's a junior, um, and he is considered an Arkansas lean. He's a six-six guard, so Arkansas and LSU representing uh, quite well with his Oak Hill squad. Yeah, Arkansas is going to be really good, I think, for the for the foreseeable future. Um, they've, they're already good right now, and they've got a lot of good talent coming in. So uh, Oak Hill is going to be really fun to watch. They always are. They're just ultra talented as they always are. So seven guys with uh, high major offers. It's impressive. Yeah, and they'll reload next year with a new set of seniors. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed last year the way the scheduling fell. Last year was Oak Hill's off year. Apparently, that's how they do it. Um, and 
they had Kofi Coburn, uh, who had transferred there actually for his senior year, and um, the North Carolina guard who is injured now. And Anthony is, Cole Anthony is Cole Anthony. Yes, thank you. Uh, so I would not be surprised if uh, you guys have Oak Hill going all the way uh, in this one, but we'll save that for the end. We will move on to Christ the King from New York. They just have one guy that uh, is kind of on the national radar. His name is TJ Morris. He's ranked about 200th in the class of 2021. So he's a junior, the 6'3 guard with offers from UConn, Seton Hall, and St. John's. Yeah, Christ the King is kind of a staple of this tournament. It seems like they're in it just about every year. Maybe they haven't quite as much in the in recent history, but even dating back to when I was a little kid, I can remember watching this team play and I would say historically they're usually probably a little bit better than they are right now. Um, but Kofi Coburn was actually on this team as a junior along with a kid named Musa Sissi, who you will be hearing more about in the next year or so. Um, as he will be a D1 guy and then probably move on to the NBA after one season. Uh, Moving on to another uh, championship contender, in my opinion, and uh, another team that is in the tournament quite often is Paul VI. Uh, They're also from Virginia, just like Oak Hill, and they're led by five-star guard Jeremy Roach, who is the number 23 player in in the 2020 class, and he is committed to Duke. Um, they also have a four-star uh, junior guard uh, who is 6'5", and he has offers from Virginia, Cincinnati, Florida, and Oklahoma State. And then they have a sophomore guard who's number 38 in his class with offers from Kentucky, Georgetown, and Wake Forest. So another guy that you may see in the SEC one day. Uh, Paul Six, uh, they have had some pretty good players in past years. They won the tournament. I want to say it was like 2013 or so, mm-hmm. right around there. Yeah, they, they definitely have a, a, a good history in this tournament as well. Bo- both Christ the King and, and Paul Six, I can remember uh, as a kid seeing these teams play. I remember watching them play Nixa, I believe, when Nixa was pretty good. And we thought Nixa was pretty good, but going up against kind of a national powerhouse like that, they, they didn't fare very well. It was mm-hmm. still a pretty decent game. Was that in the Oster, Austin Reuter days of Nixa? Yes, it was. Um, then we move on to Greensboro Day School from Greensboro, North Carolina. And they have a four-star guard named Cam Hayes, who is uh, a senior, and he is committed to North Carolina State. And they also have another senior guard who is committed to Virginia. So uh, two D1 guys, high major guys there. And uh, a trend I'm noticing is so far really good guards. Yeah. And not really any big men of note. I mean, got mm-hmm. the one three-star guy going to LSU, but there's not that that James Wiseman, that Infale Dante um, type that we've had in years past. Right. Yeah, no James Wiseman. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of good guards, a lot of guys um, sticking on the East Coast. Um, a lot of these teams are kind of East Coast schools for sure. So um, a lot of these guys, like we've mentioned, are going to SEC. A lot of them are ACC guys. So um, I'm sure these are names that you will continue to recognize if you follow college basketball at all. Well, then, uh, if you're tired of the East Coast, we'll switch it up a little bit. Uh, Booker T. Washington from Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have a five-star guard, number 19 in his class, a senior he is six foot five, and his name is Bryce Thompson. And unfortunately, he is committed to the University of Kansas. 
Yeah, he is. And, he and I is, called it the University of Kansas on purpose. He is a fantastic player, and I'm afraid he might be the best player in the tournament. Um, I don't know if he's the most highly rated um, or not, but um, pretty close. I he's mean, he's a guy that we've that I've followed for a long time, and um, he's going to be tough for for really any of these teams, even at the the talent that they have, um, to go up against such an established guard like Bryce Thompson. And a guy that we will see in Missouri's future as the um, the border war was renewed. So we will see him when he suits up for Kansas next yeah. year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, they also have a three-star guard named Trey Phipps, who is committed to Oklahoma. And we talked about Vashon a little bit, but let's uh, just double-check there. We've got, uh, obviously, four-star Cam Fletcher, number 44 in the 2020 class. Of course, he is committed to Kentucky. Uh, three-star... Uh, Kobe Clark, uh, another 2020 guy, um, maybe might end up at St. Louis, um, might get some looks from, from some bigger schools. And then uh, three-star junior named Nicholas Kern. Uh, he's a 6'5 forward, and right now he has an offer from DePaul. And their point guard, Philip Russell, is committed to SEMO. And he's pretty good uh, from the pickup game mixtapes I've seen in the St. Louis area. <laughs> yeah. He usually represents pretty well. Yeah, Kobe Clark is a guy that I think could be on Mizzou's radar. Um, I I don't think that he will end up getting a, a, an offer from them, but certainly a possibility. He's, like you said, a 6'4", 6'5", guard who can really do it all. He's got you know good ball handling, and he can shoot really well. Um, just anytime you've got a big guard like that who can distribute and shoot and has a great you know wingspan, it's desirable for, for uh, colleges for sure. So it'll be definitely interesting to see where he ends up. That takes us to the local teams, and we'll start it off with Greenwood Laboratory School. If you've never heard of that, that's because they are a, a Class 2 school in the state of Missouri, uh, here in Springfield, and they are led by five-star forward Aminu Muhammad, younger brother of, help me out, Kyle, Mr. Muhammad, who plays for Missouri State. Kabir. Kabir Muhammad, yeah, that's, his that's name. it. And, and he's not getting a whole lot of playing time right now at Missouri State. <laughs> no. So Amina Muhammad is ranked 12th in the class of 2021. So he's still a junior. He led Greenwood to the Class 2 state championship last year. Um, when you're top 12 in your class, it doesn't matter where you play. As long yeah. as you play AAU ball, you will be noticed. Exactly. And you will get offers from everybody in the country. Unless you want to be offered by Missouri, then I guess that's not going to happen. But uh, everybody else has offered him, including Missouri hometown State. Missouri State. <laughs> um, yeah, man. If Kabir was, you know, one year younger, then if he if the possibility uh, of them playing together, exactly. But Kabir is going to graduate this year, so Aminu would not even be playing with his brother, even if he went to Missouri State. So that I'm sure is very much out of the picture. But it's nice. Maybe they to need think to retain about. him as a graduate assistant, or yeah, something. maybe so. <laughs> um, but. I mean, honestly, Aminu, I mean, he's one of the most highly ranked guys in the class, including in this tournament in general. So it's not like a hot take to say that he's potentially the best player in the tournament as well as Bryce Thompson. He's he's right up there with yeah, him. Yeah, he's the highest ranked as far as ranking in your class. I right. mean, obviously, he's a junior, and most of these guys that we're talking about are seniors. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see Aminu Muhammad go up against some of these, these high-profile guys, considering who the rest of his team is are just a bunch of local kids from Springfield. So it is truly like a top 10 player in the country 
and a bunch of other just dudes. Yeah. We're talking about private school. So like we were just talking about father Tolton with, uh, MPJ and Jante, but at least it had two guys like that. Right. Um, and I mean, he's, he really is legitimately averaging like 30 plus a game and like 20 rebounds. Yeah. I watched him play in the state championship, uh, this past or last March and he was absolutely dominant just completely took over the game and he did it so effortlessly because there's nobody at that level of basketball class two in the state of Missouri that is even close to his level athletically and yeah he just dominated so it'll be it'll be interesting to see him go up up against uh, some a little bit higher level uh, a little bit tougher competition for sure and uh, he did that a little bit in the local blue and gold tournament, which is all local schools. Um, and I think we might actually get a rematch of, was that a championship game or what? Uh, yeah, they, they uh, Greenwood and Kickapoo played for the tournament, the championship. And <clears throat> I uh, was actually incorrect when we were talking earlier. Greenwood was actually the champion <laughs> of the blue and gold. Info. Oh uh, my gosh. I actually filled out my tournament of champions bracket with that in mind oh my gosh well maybe if they get a rematch they'll they'll come reverse reverse the uh the outlook so um yeah aminu muhammad like really set like some scoring records and stuff in that in that tournament uh they got the title i think it was the first ever for greenwood in the blue and gold so um he is truly like a transcendent talent for at least for this area and that was their first ever state championship as well yeah uh, last, we have Kickapoo. Uh, we talked about them earlier. They have a long history in the Tournament of Champions, and they're led by three-star point guard Anton Brookshire. He uh, has been offered from Missouri by Missouri State, and I think there's a really good chance that he stays in Springfield. Yeah, that would be really cool to see, as obviously <clears throat> a fan of Missouri State and just local basketball. It would be really cool to see him stay home. All right, those are the teams. Those are the players to watch out for. Let's take a look at the bracket and see what we think is going to happen. Uh, do you want to do this round by round, or each one of us go through our bracket in its entirety? Round by round. Round by round it is. We'll start it off with the top of the bracket, the first game of the tournament, Vashon versus Christ the King. I'll go ahead and let you know I have Vashon winning this one. Same. I also have Vashon. Wow. I would consider that potentially an upset, maybe. maybe. I don't know. It's probably going to be pretty evenly matched, yeah. I guess, That'll as far as perception be... goes. Is that the 4-5 four, four, game? Well, the way they do this tournament is they don't actually put seeds on the teams. No, you, I but like in your uh, mind. You can kind be? of figure it out. I would say yes, yes. I would, I would, put, I would have Booker T. Washington as the third seed. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, I would probably, I don't know, I would maybe say that Vashon's a four seed if I was seeding this. And that's why I think they're going to win. If they're the five, then, man, they're underseeded. <laughs> uh, so we've all got Vashon winning that one. Then uh, we have Kickapoo against Oak Hill, probably the most lopsided game of that the night. That would truly be like one of the greatest upsets of the history of the tournament, I think, if Kickapoo were to pull this off. And. Not because Kickapoo is a terrible program or anything, but just because Oak Hill is that good. Yeah, and uh, Kickapoo is not the Kickapoo that we talked about earlier with four D1 guys and, a, and one of them being an NBA uh, veteran. So, um, 
yeah, Oak Hill's going to win this one pretty easily, I think. Do you all, do you all have Oak oh, Hill yeah. winning that one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Paul the Six against Greenwood. So Aminu Muhammad going up against Jeremy Roach, the five-star guard committed to Duke. And I honestly don't think this one's going to be that close. I don't either. either. I um, think uh, Aminu Muhammad could put up 40 points and they still lose by 20. That's, yep, I agree. So I, uh, I had Paul Six for sure. Oh, yeah, me too. All right, then we have Booker T. Washington and the Kansas commit against Greensboro Day School. And I will go ahead and say that I have Booker T. Washington winning that one. And if you just write their initials, it says BTW. <laughs> yeah, I have Booker T. moving on as well. Uh, I hate to say that I like a Kansas player, but I do. I think to- uh, Bryce Thompson's just a really, really good player. Yeah. Uh, and I should not have printed the bracket on the backside of the list of teams and players. I have Greensboro. So we You've got greens- oh, oh, with the Greensboro. I was about to say, I think we all have the same picks, but producer Cameron switching, Negatory. Up, switching up on it. Wow. Okay. I'll have to watch out for that one. Uh, let's just go ahead and take the loser's bracket uh, to its conclusion. Um, I've got... Price the King beating Kickapoo. Same. I did as well, but I actually think that could be a decent game. Mm-hmm. I actually had a difficulty, a little bit of difficulty picking that one. Okay. So that sends Kickapoo to the seventh place game. Uh, we're going to go ahead and drop down to Friday at 6 p.m. I've got Greensboro Day beating Greenwood. As do I. Let's hear it. I have Greenwood <laughs> beating Booker T. Greenwood beating <laughs> wow. Booker T. Washington. Okay. So you have Booker T. playing in the, the seventh place, place game? game. Yes. Wow. Cool. We'll see how Kickapoo deals with Bryce Thompson in that one. Uh, okay. Well, I'll go ahead and give my seventh place. I've got Kickapoo apparently exacting their revenge from their blue and gold loss to Greenwood. <laughs> False information. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I have uh, Greenwood beating Kickapoo again. For the second time in the well, same season. You, yeah, well, you're the only one that knew they already did it. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Cameron, what do you have in uh, your seventh Booker place? Booker T beating Kickapoo. All right. Congratulations, Bryce Thompson, on your seventh place <laughs> trophy. <laughs> I would say that you just did that because you're a Mizzou fan and you just want to see the Kansas player not do well, but you're not even that big of a, of a Mizzou fan that you would hate on Kansas that much. Well, here's the deal. I might not get that many wrong if Greenwood beats Greensboro Day. Like, if I, I just didn't want to put two local schools in seventh place again. Well, I understand that. I'm trying to pick the most accurate bracket. Me so. too. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we like it. We yeah. like it. If it comes true, then we'll carry it around the arena like a king. <laughs> oh, all On right. our shoulders, yeah. yes. Uh, nice. So the uh, de facto fifth place game. I have Greensboro Day beating Christ the King. Oh, I have Christ the King beating Greenwood. Okay. And I have Greensboro beating Christ the King. Wow. What? Uh, Kyle, do we have any differences I in our bracket? I think we have the exact oh, same bracket. I hate this. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'll maybe have one difference from yours unless you picked the same one as me. Uh, okay. Winner's bracket. I have Oak Hill beating Vashon, and I don't think that one will be very close. I also have that. I have that. 
it's kind of a non-negotiable at this point. Like yeah. they're just going to probably run through at least the first couple games. Yeah, they're going to be in the championship. Uh, then I have Paul the sixth beating Booker T. Washington. I have Paul the sixth beating Greensboro. And I have Booker T. Going on Ooh. to the championship game. Seventh very place. interesting. Seventh place. <laughs> yeah, we have very opposite like <laughs> destinations for Booker T. Washington. It'll be just how far can Bryce Thompson take him. Yep. Uh, so third place, I have. That's where I have Booker T. Washington beating Vashon, taking home third place. I have Paul the Six beating Vashon. I have Vashon beating Greensboro. Okay. Finally, some discrepancy. Yeah. And then I've got Paul the Six winning wow. the entire tournament, and I have what? Jeremy Roach as your tournament MVP. Oh, I've got Oak Hill uh, winning the whole thing, and. I think I'm going to pick Bryce Thompson as my uh, tournament MVP. Sorry, Mizzou fans. I'm sorry. But I think Oak Hill is so talented from top to bottom, but I don't really think they're going to have anybody that just runs away with it individually. That's a good point. Um, so, And you did have Booker T. Washington in that championship game, right? Correct. Now, I should let you know that, and there's a little bit of a uh, tangent, but last year, as, media, as members of the media, we got to vote on the tournament MVP and the all-tournament team, which is very fun. However, I did notice, looking back through the record books, that I want to say they're in like the last 20 years, the tournament MVP has always been on the championship team. And it may, even been, it may have even been like once in the history of the tournament has the MVP not been on the, the winning team. That's outrageous. I actually think that Aminu Muhammad could be the tournament MVP if we're just looking at individual performances at the end of this thing, but they're going to be most likely in that seventh place game, so he's never going to be considered for the MVP, but he will almost certainly be first team. Yeah, for sure. And Producer Cameron, who do you have for that championship? Oak Hill. And would you like to venture a guess for the uh, MVP? Um... How about Jamari Sibley? All right. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, hear how the announcer pronounces all these names. That's oh, always yes. like a nice oh, thing to look yeah. forward to. Uh, no offense to our... He has the like most beautiful voice yes. I've ever heard, but he has a Struggles little... Struggles with pronunciation sometimes. He has sometimes. some trouble sometimes, yeah. Uh, but to his credit, he says them with confidence, even if they're yes, wrong. Yes, he does. He very much does. Uh, Producer Cameron, I think there's definitely a good chance that Oak Hill, Oak Hill wins. If they do, though, I can't imagine a world where the MVP is not Cameron Thomas. That's fair. That's why they play the games. True. Although uh, we found out last year uh, one little tidbit about the all-tournament team. So they, they pick 10 guys, I believe, on the all-tournament team. And we were trying to be very judicious with it and really make sure we were only sending the who we thought were the best players most deserving of being there. And little did we know, probably you're always going to end up with at least one team or one player from each team. Yeah. yeah. And so with that in mind, you can probably go ahead and pick just pick eight the guys. best player from every team. Yeah. You can pick right now eight guys that are going to make that all tournament team. And then you just have to figure out where those other two, yep. the double up from two teams is going to come from. Yep. Well, that was it. Uh, if you don't usually listen to our podcast, um, we have a 
podcast called the, the Missouri Sports Podcast, and we talk about Mizzou football and basketball. We'll touch on some Springfield sports every once in a while. Uh, we just talked about their new football hire a little bit in our most recent episode. Um, if you normally listen to our podcast, thanks for joining us while we talk about something a little more local. But uh, we really enjoy this tournament, and we're really excited to to see it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you can join us for some more uh, episodes. Yeah, we publish weekly, and we're pretty active on Twitter. So you can always follow us on uh, it's uh, at Mizzou Sports Pod. Excuse me. It's at, yes, it is at Mizzou Sports Pod. That's our Twitter handle. So. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us if you don't typically join us. Um, but yeah, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, and Spotify. As I said, we're on Twitter. And you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. Kyle always says that outro, and he does a great job. So if you like if you like the sound of that, come back for more of that. Yeah, I'd be happy to just read that for whatever you guys want. He'll do it for an hour straight if, you, if you'd like him to. Just let him know on Twitter. Yep. And you can find me at C underscore Albert 08. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you after the tournament for a recap. Yeah, we will. We'll see how Booker T. Washington did not end up in a seventh place <laughs> oh, game. Oh, man. See you on the side. <laughs>